0: Hello, have you got a messy middle? You know that bit where you've started your business and it's not quite going to plan or you're not at the place that you want to be. It's messy in the middle. Well, we're going to talk about what it takes for an introvert to build and rely on their quiet confidence, taking those small steps and focusing on our own journey rather than comparing ourselves to others. So join us as we navigate the messy middle and discover the power of perseverance and growth. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So, if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market, and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or wellbeing, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Episode number three, quiet confidence, building your coaching business as an introverted coach. We'll reframe that title right now for you. And you know at the end of it by now, you'll come out with an exercise that you can do today to start putting this into practice. Because we don't do a discussion here. We want some progress. And we know that by the end of this short episode, you will, with your quiet confidence, take one more step forward to doing that. So I think, you know, even this word quiet confidence, um, to me, quiet confidence represents maybe a more settled nature. Somebody that actually is um, getting clear on and closer and closer to, to their own wisdom about their direction. They're not, you know, You'd mentioned earlier about you know how marketing messes with the expectations about how long it actually takes to build a business and build a business. Then as an as an introvert, you know, and and the the thoughts that we have potentially even slow our progress down um, while we're trying to grapple with them. You know, so what's your take on that title?
1: Mm. (laughs) I think it doesn't. Delightful invitation to question every single piece. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think confidence is highly overrated. Uh, I think we can do brilliant work being confident and the other way around as well. When we look at confidence, it's our belief in our capabilities to deal with the situation at hand. And I think when we've done something a million times and we've got what Alex or calls calls solid, undisputable proof that we can do what we think we can do, well, then it's really easy to be confident, right? So if you're doing something that you haven't done before, you don't have that proof yet to fall back on. But what if you have proof that you've been able to create what you set out to create even if it isn't the same kind of thing but if you trust that you have what it takes to figure this out would that be enough to take the first step
0: oh gosh there's so much we should jump onto there the first thing is i've always said this you can't sell what you can't see so it's funny because even with that title, I thought we'd be reframing the whole idea of building business as an introverted coach. Is is there even a difference? As it were you know, is just building the business the issue, or is it just building the business as an introverted coach? I'm going to leave that one out on the table. But I ki I'm drawn to this quiet confidence thing because you reminded me of a matrix that a kind of quadrant that somebody showed me uh, that we've used, which is if you if you're selling a proven product to a proven market, it's the easiest sell. I.e., you've sold before to the same people. It's it's easy. It's repeat business. If you're selling a um, a new product to a proven market, I.e., you've got you know you've done something before and you're coming and you've got people that love you and you you sell something new to them or you know you come up with a new idea and they say yes, that's that's an easier sell too. If you are selling you know um you've got a proven market and you've got a new product or, or a proven product and a new market you can do the same thing because there is a bridge that is built and that confidence as you were talking about the skills you've got it in the muscle you can take a venture out sideways one step sideways whether it's a new market or a new product you can still build on the bridge of that confidently and that to me is where there's that quiet confidence you know that you can operate you may not have the evidence of how it's all going to work but you can take that step sideways um you know because it's an it's not a, a leap for mankind to the moon it's there's an there's an evidence behind it that that one or two of those can work the thing that i th- think messes with people's expectations as you were talking is this idea of when people have left their career and they've retrained they've become a coach consultant and they're not going back into exactly the same environment maybe burnt out they don't want to go back to they want to work with different people they're now in a new land because They now have a new product and a new market and there's no necessarily affinity or credibility unless they build it, unless they're able to communicate that there is a bridge that they have been able to span that's taken them in this direction and it could be their story, it could be their skills, Um, but that's the bit because that's where it takes longer to do the building bit because you've got you've got a little bit. It's not impossible. It's just a bit longer. You've got to build some level of know like and trust with people that don't know you and you don't know them. That's where I see people struggling.
1: Absolutely, and as somebody who's left a software developer career to start a sewing business, trust me, I know. <laughs> like, um, and it's exactly those two pieces because, on the hand, when you make a radical shift in career, you also need to first build up your skill. Right. That's that bit. So there is that. That's why you find the people who build a business quickly are the ones who do exactly the same thing that they did in their corporate job. So there's no new skill to build. So they can ride on that evidence and prove over time that they have got in the skill doing the thing they used to do. So now all they need to talk about is to find, you know, new people to sell it to, but they don't have any doubt that they can deliver the goods. Mm. But when you're a baby coach, when you just did coach training, or when you go and move to Spain to say, oh, I want to sell flamenco costumes that I know mm-hmm. nothing about. Well, <laughs> you just don't have that level of confidence. So, the only and the only way this turns into a problem, again, is this when you think you should be confident. Mm-hmm. When you think, if you're just okay with, well, I just need to find a cool soul who will trust me to not mess up the fabric and actually create a skirt, if that's what I'm out for, I can get that. Mm-hmm. If I expect myself to approach this whole project as an experienced dressmaker, then I will struggle because I just can't, I just don't have that experience yet. And it's the same with building a business, with sales, mm-hmm. with anything else. It's like, and when people, and I think people often underestimate, you know, how much. You're starting in the early stages, both if you've built other businesses before, well, a new business and you've built more than one, you know, the second time around, oh, yeah, you already know how this goes. So it's a much easier task than if it's the first time you try and build a business. And if you, on top of that, do that in a new career where you actually still have to cultivate your skill, well, then. It's just going to be a bit harder. It's just going to take some more experimenting, and it's going to take some more time, and it's going to take some experiences that aren't as smooth. Like, you, and the only way this is a problem if you compare your progress to somebody who's experienced at the craft and building a business.
0: That's so. That's so true. That just took me right back to vocal coaching 15 years ago starting off my first business um i was a classically trained opera singer and my husband was a music producer yet the people that came into me were wanting pop and and hobby and i was i was my famous phrase now is earn as you learn because i was training and retraining in contemporary vocal methods while i was building that practice and that's what i want to maybe that's where I think for me, the quiet confidence came that led, that led on because as, as I looked at I think I, I looked at one of the people who took on a new course and I went, look, um, I've just taken on a, a new course in a particular, you know, contemporary vocal method. Um, and are you happy to go along with me on the journey? And they were, and they paid me and they, they didn't pay me, you know, um, I didn't charge less for it, but they knew that that I I had access to things that they didn't have access while I was learning. So one of the things I would actually say to people is I know that many people have, some people have gone out and they are inputting their experience into their coaching or consulting right now and creating their processes. Um, Great. Uh, But for those that have maybe than coach training or just feel as if you're just not certificated enough because it feels hard to to get things off the ground um you can be you you, you can have the thimbleful of, of 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 confidence to realize that actually people will go along for the journey with you right now at the level that you're at there are people because when i think of those people that started with me in 2008 they were perfect people for me at the time to continue my learning to understand my craft to gain mastery it wasn't until 10 years later and it doesn't have to take that long for people but i transitioned into a much higher level of corporate training but it was 10 years after i'd run a practice for 10 years so there was such a level of mastery that it meant that when i started that second business It got off the ground very much quicker. I was charging different prices to different people. The skill, the experience, and that quiet confidence was in there. I just knew what I knew by that point. But those early years were so formal. They were so, um, what's the word? They were so um, important because it was don't so despise do not despise the day of the small beginnings because those small seeds are what your if you don't keep up rooting them and just um stop doing it because it doesn't feel big enough or get swayed by somebody else's version of quicker and bigger if you don't get swayed by that that will produce it will produce fruit it will produce the type of clients the type of opportunity you need next it's a bit like planting a tree and settling in and then allowing it to the seasons to pass as you go through the next one and the next one. I do not regret 10 years as a voice coach at all. It's I wouldn't be doing this now if it wasn't for just settling in and those first few people saying, look, I'm still training here or I'm I'm learning this new thing. I want to serve you better. That's why I'm taking this new training on and I want to serve you. So are you happy to go along for the ride? And they they are. So what exercise are we going to leave them with, Anchor, to help them to, um, to see this conversation in a new light? Well,
1: one of my favorite
0: sayings is
1: when it feels hard, you're skipping steps, which means when you think you're not quite clear or whatever you feel the next step in your business, it feels kind of like mm, there's resistance, you can't get it yourself, you don't know what the first step is, or you feel resistance about taking it. The task is, is to split it in 10.
0: Make a task and split
1: it in 10. Make, take the Take the task, say, okay, if the task is generate a collaboration with somebody, now make that into 10 little tasks. What's your exercise and, for today? And you want to have each task so small. But even your monkey mind goes, well, I can do that. <laughs> right? So that's yeah, that the reaction mine. you want. right? If that reaction is there, like split it in half, like make it smaller still.
0: Yeah. Are you ready to play? If you are, take the exercise, split it in 10. That's our exercise for today, and we'll see you on the next podcast.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches Podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.